Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Yeah. Hello. Hello there. Welcome. I don't know where that voice came from. But anyway, welcome to another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. You picked a great day to find us. <laughs> I'm really glad that you're here. And if this is not your first time listening to the show, welcome back. And this is the, the place that I teach people how to escape the rat race by investing in real estate. And if I were to do it all over again, wouldn't change a thing. Nope, I'd do it exactly the same way. And I'd do it exactly the same way whether I had money and credit to work with or not. Because, you know, while I was finding my way, while I was navigating this whole real estate investing thing, I stumbled upon 12 different strategies of investing in real estate with little to no money. And in hindsight, by being forced to do it that way, by being forced to find solutions that didn't involve money, that didn't involve a credit score, I believe that made me a much better investor. It taught me to, to look um, towards my intellectual currency instead of my, or before my actual currency. It taught me to, to, to try and think for a solution, to use my brain before I pulled out my wallet. And I believe that made me a much better investor. And nothing has changed about the way I invest today. And it just made me a better investor today, even though I have money now. And I still use very little of it. And I want to make you a better investor as well. So I put the first two strategies of those 12. I put the two of which I believe are probably the, not probably, they're definitely the easiest and they're the fastest strategies to a paycheck. I've put them into a free course just for you. And you can access that free course at free realestateinvestingcourse.com, freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. And, uh, you know, if you're all excited and I just and you just want to access it, or access it right now and you can't wait to, to get to your computer and you're listening on your smartphone, I've got something for you as well. You can download the course right there on your phone by texting free course to 55678 and you'll get the, uh, get the course right there on your phone. The two easiest and fastest strategies to a paycheck in real estate. Alrighty, I'm very excited about today. I'm excited about this whole week. and But the reason I'm excited about today is because today is episode 100, 100 of the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. And it just so happens we hit our 1 millionth download yesterday. And this Thursday, May 1st, we will be reopening the Epic Pro Academy, version 2.0 of the Epic Pro Academy. A lot going on this week. I've been working very hard on, on the Academy this, I'd say the last three or four weeks or so. I've been thinking about it for months, but actually began implementing those thoughts and ideas about four weeks ago. And you know what? It has totally consumed my entire schedule. And uh, the, I have lots of emails out there from you all. They are piling up. I think just in my epic inbox, there's 600 plus but I'm going to make an attempt to get to every single one of them. So thank you for your patience. I'm not ignoring you. I've just decided to, to be very, very focused on getting this done so I can get back to my real estate business. And, and thank God I have an awesome team that, that has been able to take care of that, that business for me while I've been working on this. So in celebration of all that's good, all that's good that's going on this week, I am interviewing Epic community members every day this week. And if you didn't catch yesterday's episode with Epic Pro Academy member Kenny Castillo, you definitely want to do that. You definitely want to do that and hear how he closed his first deal recently. 
I pulled every detail that I could out of him. I tried to get every single step that I could out of him. And I, I tried to do all of that for you so you could relate. So you could pull out what you need to implement in your business to make the results for you. And you know what? Yesterday, he actually mentioned something that really resonated with me, meaning my whole approach, and you've heard me say this before, and I, I don't know, I probably say it every other episode or so, uh, at least what my mentor always told me as I was getting started, he would always say, travel as far as you see, and when you get there, you will see further, right? I say that all the time, and I absolutely mean it, because that was, it's such an, a, a truth, it just couldn't be more, more uh, a bigger truth inside of this uh, journey of real estate investing that I can't think of anything else. It's just that's the way it works. And I had faith in it. I followed it, and it uh, generated great results for me. And, you know, of all the interviews that we've had, they've all said the exact same thing. But Kenny put it a different way. He put it in his very own way. He said, just go through the motions. And I really like that because, you know, what that says if you read between the lines, actually both both phrases, I guess, but really what Kenny says, if you, if you read between the lines, it says, you don't have to know everything about real estate investing to get started, to get results. You don't even have to be very good at it either. Just go through the motions and you'll eventually get the result that you're looking for. But you gotta get moving. You gotta go through the motions. You gotta just start. Get out of your own way and go through the motions. The more you do it, the better you'll get for sure, but just get started. And, and Kenny was a perfect example of that. He decided to just stop getting ready to get ready, decided to get out of his own way, and he just got started. He went through the motions, and, and what do you know? He put $5,000 in his pocket, I think in six weeks from the day that he made that decision. So well done, Kenny. Well done. And thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, definitely that interview was at the top of my list of favorite interviews. And I think I've got another really great one for you today. You know, on the phone, I have waiting Nicole Bryan. So, Nicole, welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt. I'm very excited. Very good. I want to hear why you're excited. I'm glad you, you're glad you can make it. Um, are you a full-time real estate investor or do you have a day job? I have a day job. Okay. I and, do. I know. Awesome. That's okay. <laughs> and, and what do you do during the day? I am an educational administrator. I'm the managing director for a charter organization. Okay. And I think I'm actually one of the few people who are very passionate about my day job. Well, <laughs> so it's not the norm. Right. Well, that's super. Uh, I don't, yeah, I am. I don't um, plan on being there forever, but I currently love what I do. would absolutely love um, more freedom and flexibility. Um, however, just I get to work with leaders and mm -hmm. children living in poverty and really give them an awesome shot at having a great education. So oh, that's awesome. something awesome to wake up to every day. Um, but I know I can't do it forever. Right. Super. Well, yeah. well, thank God for people like you making this place a, a better place for the for the less privileged. So, so far, so good. Very good. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, sure. um, okay, so you're passionate about your job. Where and how did your interest in real estate investing come? Um, that is a great question. I, I have actually, a bunch of those, by the way. A bunch of great questions. <laughs> I know. I know, Matt. <laughs> I went to um, Georgetown and graduated in 2000. 
And I will never forget my dad saying to me, um, you know, you can't be a teacher, right? <laughs> because there's no money in that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had so uh, tons of student loans like everybody else does and was very, very nervous about choosing what, um, what my passion was, which was teaching and helping children living in poverty. Um, and just remember thinking, oh, my God, am I going to be broke forever if I do this? Mm-hmm. And so I decided to go ahead and follow my passion. I taught all through college. I taught, I lived abroad, and I taught when I was abroad, so that was all I knew, and I loved it. And But because I didn't want to, um, you know, depend on my family and not be able to fend for myself, I was always interested in figuring out how I could do what I was passionate about but still have financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And so my first year as a teacher, I remember talking to the counselor there because it was on my mind, and she recommended a series of books. And I recall reading just a few books by Susie Orman at the time, mm-hmm. which were all about just not getting into debt or paying off your debt. So I actually became debt-free and paid off all my student loans and everything else within two to three years. Super. So um, something that Susie Orman actually, uh, something that she says actually works? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the debt-free advice, that part. Okay, very so, good. Yeah, so it was a good start. Yes, I mean, I think just distinguishing good debt from bad debt mm-hmm. was my major takeaway. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten into some credit card debt, and I had student loans, and really wanted to um, free up my cash in order to be able to invest. Mm-hmm. So I think I, at that point, um, after paying off my all of my debts, including my student loans, I began reading Robert Allen's No Money Down books. I love to read, clearly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this was like at the height of the real estate market when everybody was giving money away. Sure. <laughs> and you didn't have to have a down payment to get property. So I started without a strong um, education and background around real estate, mm-hmm. but just knowing that I wanted to invest. So um, I wasn't well educated. I wasn't well informed. I was simply highly motivated. Mm-hmm. And I just really started buying a lot of properties. <laughs> Got I became it. a real estate agent, like became well familiar with my market and started buying properties. And, but I was really speculating because I wasn't running the numbers. I didn't know what I was doing. I just kept saying to myself, buy them, figure it out, hold them for 30 years. It, something will have to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was a risky move. And actually, I think it was one of my failures was when the market crashed. I was like, oh, my God. Like, now I have these you know, six rental units at the time and... Um, they all like depreciated 30% in value, mm-hmm. um, and I did not know what to do. I still had my day job, um, but I just saw my equity just pretty much disappear. Right. Uh, and I was I thought then about either doing a short sale or a foreclosure and just getting rid of them, but there was just something inside me that just said, just hold on and try to see it through, you know, you can't afford them. I was fortunate to have properties in decent areas. They were still, they weren't um, cash flowing heavily, but the tenants were making the monthly payments, and so I held on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. So very common story. Um, yeah, right? Very uncommon ending, though. That. I mean, you did hold on to them, so that's good. Yeah. So you learned something from Robert Allen, obviously, because you didn't buy them too poorly. <laughs> I learned to make sure that at least the mortgage payment would be covered. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. good. So um, um, after that, then uh, then what? Then I um, I had tried a lot of um, sort of different types of ventures outside of real estate. You know, 
selling health insurance just so anything to make extra money because at that point I was just thinking my real estate is not going well and as an educator I'm not really making great money. Mm-hmm. But um, I've always worked hard and have been very fortunate. I think during that time I started getting promoted every year or every other year. And so my income started to increase dramatically. Um, and when that started to happen, I started to realize that, you know, these properties were a lot less expensive in this, you know, than when I purchased my original properties, that it probably made more sense to get back in mm-hmm. um, and try to have stronger cash flow than pulling out. Because I did have good credit, um, I had excellent credit. Um, I was able to refinance most of the properties I had purchased uh, for a lower rate. So now I was cash flowing at a lot, you know, um, stronger rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I purchased a single-family home and um, renovated the basement. I put a kitchen in there and got that rented out. There aren't many multifamilies in my area. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that one unit was generating more cash flow than the six previous units that I had. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is a great time to do this. And that was about 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was a light bulb for me because I realized that if I could just do this, I kept saying to myself, just do it five or six more times and you'll be good. Right. Um, and, and so I think there are many ways to invest in real estate, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, felt, I felt that for me, just really maximizing a 30-year mortgage, a very traditional 30-year mortgage with a 4% interest rate or a 4.5% interest rate was very tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, um, kept saving. I've always been a saver. Uh, so I just kept saving and, and investing. I didn't have any debt because I had cut up my credit card back in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to um, really um, save heavily at a, at a pretty high rate. Don't have a lot of family members and friends that were able to partner with me, and they all thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think I was pretty much by myself. Um, and just having learned from that one property that had such a high cash flow, I still felt pretty confident. And at that point, I started listening to your podcast and just learning so much from you and the message you were sending. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm not crazy. Huh. That really makes some sense. Right. So I, I, <laughs> you really taught me a lot. Mm. Um, I, I, I really benefited from hearing you say, look, it's not about like say, trying to save $2 or $3 million, which was what my approach was before. It's like you were trying to replace your income, and once you're able to do that, you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. That message was so motivational. Like, I just kept thinking about it. I played that episode a million times. <laughs> and, and I just kept saying, that's true. It's so much. I can actually see a, the light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. by doing this. I can't see $2-3 million in the next five years. Right. Um, but I can actually um, do this and have type of revenue stream coming in each month that allows me to really think about what I'll be doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, That's super. That's... I mean, my, I mean, I think it's just, I really remember just playing the podcast over and over uh-huh. again and thinking, okay, this is, I'm going to do this. And Right. Do you remember what episode more... number that was? I do not, it was one of the early ones. One I the early do not ones? remember. Okay. I drove home and I played it again. I don't remember what episode I could. Um, you were you were saying something like, you know, take a chance. Like, don't do what everybody else is doing. Like, mm-hmm. normal is not that cool. Like, normal is broke. 
um, why not live in your basement? Why not have a roommate? And just all these things that I had kept thinking about that most people don't do. You know, my friends always say, you make so much money. Like, why do you live the lifestyle that you do? Why would you rent out your basement? Why would you do all of these things? And in my mind, I'm like, well, to the generate income. And then I could buy more properties. Mm-hmm. But it was great to hear you validate that and to hear your story and your success in doing it. Because I know you talk a lot about mentors and having the right people around you and have a great family and great friends. But, but nobody's thinking about this stuff mm-hmm. where I am right now. Right. Um, I have a lot of virtual mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to one of um, a get-together a couple of days ago with some of my closest friends, and we all had 30 minutes in the hot seat, and we, got, we had to talk about three or four different topics. No one would talk about finance, mm-hmm. no matter how much I pushed. Mm-hmm. It was, it's just... Um, it's just not something that we do. So for me to be like, well, I'm trying to like build up my ink, my revenue stream, and retire in two years, and people look at me like I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so it was just—it's great to have um, access to podcasts and um, books, just being pretty much free nowadays. With libraries and being able to download these books, but I, I think all of that um, came to me at a time when it was a really good time to invest in my area and it really paid off. That's awesome. That's awesome. So a few yes. things, a few things that, uh, congratulations by the way. That's just, that's just super. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. Not where I want to be but I'm making progress and I'm really pumped about it. Totally. You're totally making progress. You can see a light at the end of the tunnel when 95% of the country cannot. So. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just reading <laughs> uh, just USA Today this morning did a poll on, uh, did, it called it a thousand random Americans, that's not that big of a section, but a thousand people—that's that's a good—that's a good number of people. And it, mm-hmm. I think it said like seventy-three percent of the people that they called and uh, have less than a thousand dollars in their savings account. Wow! Yeah, that's unbelievable. No, it was less than a thousand dollars saved for retirement in some sort of retirement vehicle. Oh my god! And I was just that like, scary. I know it. I know it. And that's uh, that's those are real-world numbers. That's today. That was that came out in the USA Today. But um, super. And then you save money, which I love. I actually I don't love, but you save it to for the purpose of investing, which I love. So, <laughs> c- congratulations right. there. Um, yeah. Perfect. And, and you're focused on building revenue streams. Your your friends asked you, you know, why do you live the way that you do? Is because I so I can continue to build income. That's the secret. That's you've got the right mindset. You're in the right space. That's super. Um, the fact that you've You've preserved your credit score over the years, and you can take advantage of 30-year mortgages at 4%. That's just insane. There's never been an opportunity like that ever. Oh, my. I it, know. I was going crazy. Yeah. Like, in the oh history God, of banking, crazy. there's never been an opportunity like that, and you're getting 4 4.5%. Super, super, super no job. No way. But the, the interesting thing is I couldn't convince anyone else to do it. I, it's oh, my ridiculous, God. It's 4%. I know. Come I know. on. I know. Do you realize 4%? Nobody alive today, nobody walking this earth, has been al- has been alive when the rates were lower than that. No way. Yep, it's I, I all mean, time low. It's. I mean, I, half of my units are at four percent. It is insane. Mhm. Mhm. Um, and and the, there was a huge people, a huge number of people in the seventies and the eighties that were building great wealth at ten, fifteen, eighteen percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read about them. I'm like that. 
I mean, I mean, if they could do it at 10, 15, 18 percent, we could definitely do it at four or five percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what market are you in? I'm in the D.C. area. I live in Maryland. Okay. Um, and um, I invest in Prince George County and Baltimore County. What was the first county? Prince George County. Prince right George. Right outside of D.C. Got it. I'm a, and I actually did that strategically. Actually, the surrounding counties' property values are twice as high. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah. So the rental income is the same. Very good. Well, I that's... really wanted to maximize um, my income that way mm-hmm. and pay it off. Definitely have. Super. So, Not easy, but doable. Right, right. How, how many units do you have today? So I'm at 11 units. Okay. And by next week, I'll be at 12. Um, awesome. Based on my calculations, if I continue to get similar types of returns, mm-hmm. which is unlikely with the way these prices are going, I've calculated that once I get to 20, I will be able to um, um, duplicate my income. That's super. Um, so just knowing that makes it hard to go to sleep at night. Right. Because I'm like, right. how fast can I do this? Can I do it in a year? Uh-huh. uh-huh. How many it's have you done this, this year? I've done two, two properties, four units. Okay. Two properties, and four units, and you got a third one closing next week. Yes, which will only be a one unit. Perfect. So oh. we are in the month of or March. That's one a month. One a month, I know, but I'm running out of money. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, you could do that. You will be done by the end of the year. That'll be exactly 20. I, yes, I just, I think I'm, I'm going, to, going to be forced to slow down unless I can um, form some strategic partnership. Got it, got it. Which, and I know there are a lot of pros to that. I just, um, I haven't gotten in that zone yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so, so let's discuss that. So you say you're, you're running out of money, so you're going to have to slow down a little bit. Um, yes. You've got... 12 units. Have you gotten all of these via conventional financing? Yeah. All of them. Because they are, it's 12 units, but it's seven properties. Seven properties. Okay. Perfect. And then Because my strategy has been to um, improve the basement and rent that out. Got it. Got it. Great strategy. It works. Increase the income. It sure does. It sure does, especially if you live in an area where you know that's an acceptable way of living if it's mm-hmm. if it's conducive to to fixing up. You know, I've got some markets that I'm in that uh, you know you probably don't want to live in that basement, <laughs> even though they, <laughs> even though they have one. So that's good. Well, we don't have multifamily units at all. I mean, we have probably twenty percent of the county, eighty mm-hmm. percent of single family, and um, it's very it's something that's very commonplace. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. So, as far as finding your properties, uh, how are you going about finding your deals? Um. I'm relentless. I'm a, I still hold a real estate license, mm-hmm. um, so I'll, I have so, sort of different ways to do it. I'll either go for an awesome property, like to try to be the first person to make an offer mm-hmm. that they'll accept, so I, I try to use speed if I can. <laughs> so that's when it comes up on the multiple listing service? Yes. Okay. So I, um, even though I have a full-time job, mm-hmm. I check probably four or five times a day. You check four or five times a day? That, mm-hmm. I love it. Which is things that are current, and then... Um, I'm, I'm so familiar with the market, I could tell in five minutes if it's a good deal. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't take me any time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if I'm able to get there first and negotiate with the agent, I pretty much get an opportunity to have a better deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always work. I try to make a lot of offers. Um, I've been fortunate the last year I've gotten have been at least 10 to 20% below market value. Mm-hmm. needing some work. So it's just it's getting harder. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is. And I think my approach now is to try 
try to get properties that are that most investors would have to pay for in cash, but that have a little bit of finance. Got it. Got it. Um, so, for example, a, a sixty thousand dollar property in Baltimore County um, doesn't go as quickly for the, for the all cash buyer for some reason, and I'm able to qualify for financing. Got it. For that. So okay. it's not like look in in that county like the the, the properties that are below forty would go to the cash buyers a lot faster, mm-hmm. and I think that strategy has helped me to sort of get in and, and qualify for some deals as well. Got it. Super. Mm-hmm. You're, you're figuring out a way. And I love it. And uh, I'm so sorry? I said you're figuring out a way, and I just, I just love that because yeah. you know th- there are so many different ways to make money in real estate. Like you couldn't possibly know them all, and and sometimes you just have kind of have to look at your resources of what you're working with, and then the market that you're working with, and right. you know put the pieces together and make it work for you. So yes. that's what look it looks for like. Patterns. Mm-hmm. That's all I do. Is I just look for patterns. Patterns. Patterns like which properties are staying on the market the longest, which ones are going quickly, which price ranges are going to cash buyers. Mm-hmm. I just try to find that the patterns, and then if I see a pattern of a particular type of property taking longer on the market or not going to cash buyers, but I can qualify for it, I'll go for it. There's like a some kind of a, a gap that I that exists. It takes a ton of time, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like that's what I do. Sure, sure. No, this is a. It's, it can be a very time-intensive business, um, and I love that. I love what you said here because I think this is really, really important. And I actually learned this as a real estate agent myself uh, in I think it was two thousand two, two thousand three, where the market was just insane in Southern California, and you know the. I guess it, it was kind of like that in some parts of the country this year, but uh, I remember this is how I learned to be a real estate agent was in a market where. A property came on uh, once it was posted on the multiple listing service. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was sold within an hour. It was that quick. And I believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, as a brand new agent, not knowing a whole lot, if I wasn't the first one on the on the doorstep, I wasn't eating that month. So, yes. yes. <laughs> you know, that's how I totally. learned to do this, and I conditioned my my clients, and I said uh, once I got a really clear picture of what type of property they were looking for. I'd say, hey, when I call you, that means you got to jump because this is what the market's like right now. Yes. And you're probably going to have to lose a few properties before you really understand this and believe me. Yes. But when I call you, it, it's it's game time. And uh, I I took that whole strategy right into a uh, to being an investor. That That's the mm-hmm. only way that I knew how to do it. So I, I think speed is so important. And that's why I teach the way I teach where, you know, just run your quick numbers, r- get your offer in the ballpark get that thing under contract, yes. and then go and do your real full investigations and everything. I totally agree. Totally get out agree. there and make an offer. <laughs> yeah, because I lost too many in the beginning uh, by yes. being slow and trying to be cautious. So I learned the, how the, the contract works, how to uh, word my contract so I was secure and safe and I could just submit a, an offer with confidence. And I knew then if it yes. didn't check out, hey, I went on to the next deal. And I just think that's so smart because I mean there I mean there's the financing contingency, there's the appraisal contingency. I mean there are many several ways out. Right, um, right. But, I mean it's, I think I was I I at first was had some fear around that, like oh my God, you're making an offer, and sometimes I hadn't even seen it. I was on my way to the property with the offer written. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like I'm so we'd write the offers right on the hood of my car. I'd say sign here, hurry, yeah. you know, <laughs> whatever it takes. But right. I mean, it's, I think what it, it helps to really know your market self. It's what you, when you look at a property and you're like, this is, if, I, if I show up 
and it looks anywhere the way it looks online, I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. I think it means you, you run the numbers before you get there. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you purchased a, a good portion of your properties, if all of them, maybe not, maybe, uh, I think you said 10 to 20% below market. Is that accurate? Only the ones I purchased after the market crash. Oh, after the market. Okay, right. Before right. that, I was just buying properties to buy properties. Yeah, we don't care about the past. We just want to know what's going on now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so very good. So you're getting you're getting some good discounts in in a rather competitive market. Um, other than speed, what else are you using to get your your lower offers accepted? Um, looking for short sales is one strategy. Okay. Um, because again, like I, I get looking for patterns. Most of the um, buyers out there who are looking to occupy a home, they prefer a standard sale. Like mm-hmm. A short sale could take three months, six months, nine months, a year. It's a wild card, so they tend to be a little bit less competitive, mm-hmm. especially if the property condition isn't that great. Mm-hmm. So I would target short sales, but I would have like two or three at a time under contract mm-hmm. because only half of them tend to close. Right. Um, so Besides speed, it was, I, I typically didn't go for a standard sale. Haven't done that in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going for a short sale. I'm looking for one with only one bank. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for something that I know where I could um, sort of improve it to add to the value because it needs some work. Right. Um, and this might sound really, really horrible, but in some cases, if the agent spoke Spanish, then I would use my Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever you got. It worked one time. Your 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 tools and resources, absolutely, absolutely. Whatever I can use, like, right? It's great. You just give me the deal. Yeah, God gave us all individual gifts, and we all should use them. <laughs> <laughs> I <Yeah>. believe, absolutely. <laughs> I've tried. I mean, I think that were my, those were my big things. Just looking at the condition, I, I didn't want anything that was you know in perfect condition. Mm-hmm. So something that needed some cosmetic work, mm-hmm. um, you know, landscaping, carpet, paint, things like that. Um, primarily short sales and getting to them as quickly as possible. With typically with a short sale, the bank is just looking for at least the um, asking price or something just a little bit below, mm-hmm. and the asking price tends to already be below market value. Right, right. Or it, sort of that was my circumstance. Mm-hmm. What is um, the uh, so, what is the short sale market looking like right now? Uh, it's, I mean, it's definitely not the way it used to be. We have there there's still some, but there are fewer short sales on the market. That's one. And I think my other noticing is that the ones that are in the market are not as significantly below market value as they tended to be before. Mm-hmm. So they're like listing them at at market value. Right, right. It's not as attractive as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because inventory is low, I think it's, it's even lower than it was then, a lot lower than it was then. There are, you know, a lot of buyers going after short sales now, whereas before that wasn't the case. Right. Yeah, the, the, the competition is definitely there. And I, I think the, the banks got a hell of a education in the last few years on real estate, didn't they? <laughs> oh, they were forced to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so um, what do you see for the, for the future? I've read a few headlines recently about uh, shadow inventory possibly being released again. I've read some articles and some, seen some headlines about... Uh, the hedge funds maybe getting bored with real estate and going to liquidate. Um, you heard anything like that? I have. I've heard both. And I mean, I, I, I wonder how, I mean, everything in real estate is market specific. So I feel like it, it still depends. There are, I mean, I think clearly there are still great deals and good deals, at least in certain areas. Mm-hmm. 
as far as my market, I, I feel like I capitalized at a time as best as I could when there were great deals there, and now there aren't many investors left in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, at the same time, I feel like there may be some other markets where there still are some opportunities. Right. Indeed. Yeah. So when you say yes. good deals, what when you define a good deal or you define an opportunity, what are you using as your barometer? Great question. I would say below market value, 10 to 20 percent. 20 would be better. That's really hard. So I'll take 10 these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically what I what I do is I like when when I when I purchase a two unit. The first unit covers all of the, the entire mortgage, principal, interest, taxes, insurance, and hopefully some maintenance. Mm-hmm. And then the entire, like, the basement is all cash flow. To me, that's typically it. If I could purchase a two-unit, or I can rent one unit, and that covers everything, and the second unit is all cash flow, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to look for anywhere between 25 to 30% cash on cash return. Um, so I um, try to always get closing cost assistance, just anything I can get <laughs> from, mm-hmm. from the seller to make sure that I'm not I'm, I'm putting in the least amount possible. Right. Um, so if I'm investing um, fifteen fifteen thousand, I like to know that my um, cash flow will be at least thirty three percent in a year. And, I mean, I've I've been able to get a hundred percent return. It's not normal, but right. 2010. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, I, I know, like, for me, if I can double what I would make in the stock market, which I know nothing about, I'm going after it. Sure. Because I'm investing in my 401k blindly, so I'm like, this is not the way to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't keep doing this. I scaled back significantly. I used to max it out. Then I kept, the more I read, the more I realized that made no sense. Um, so I stopped maxing out my 401k, but I do have a company match, so I contribute up to the match and then invest the rest in real estate. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. There's two things that I heard. And uh, one is you absolutely do have your own set of minimum deal standards. As long as you can get one unit to pay the expenses and you can have the second unit to cash flow to be your, your profit, then that's a good deal to you. It totally is. Right. That cash flow so, could be 600 or 1000 It doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. So you've got some minimum deal standards. You've got some buying criteria. And I think that's why you're succeeding now. And, and so very good on that. And then you also said something else, which I think is very interesting, because frequently people ask me, well, what type of ROI should I go for? Or what's a good ROI? And, mm-hmm. you know, it depends. But And your definition of that is, hey, if I can double what I'm getting in the stock market, that's a good deal. And it is. Pardon me? Yeah, to me it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it, to you it is. You know, it's, and it, it, it just depends. And then, you know, I kind of look at, at 33% is, is my, my minimum. So if I can get all my money back in, in three years or less, then that's something that doesn't take a whole lot of thought on my part. That's something I will move forward on. But that's, right. that's for me. And then, you know, there's other people that got, you know, hey, I, my savings account's getting 1%. If I can get 5%, that's a good deal. There's other people that, uh, you know, I've never used my own money, and I get an infinite percent. So there's everything in between. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, I would love the latter. I just haven't been able to figure that out yet, man. Yeah, well, the, the, they're a lot of fun. And uh, I've only recently started um, deploying my own money, but up to this point, I have almost, it's almost an infinite return on almost everything that I own. 
And, uh, yeah. I hear you talk about it, and I'm like, I just want one of those, just one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because once you get, you figure it out. I feel like I just need to figure out how to do one, and then I'll be golden. Sure, because sure. Because uh, I think that's inconceivable to people. It's okay. So it's not. And here's how simple it is. Okay, you being a real estate agent, you have access to the multiple listing service, and you're out there, uh, and you're submitting a lot of offers. Run a search for people and maybe network within the real estate agents that you know if you're an office or not, if you have any contact with that, just ask for the properties that offer seller financing that are willing to finance. Okay. And just keep asking that. And, you know, you're going to, some agents are just, they're so, you know, they're so out there that they're just, they're gonna, some of them will even laugh in your face. Like, ah, if I could get that anyone right. by it, blah, blah, blah. But they're out there. Okay. They're out there all the time. That's my favorite question for realtors. So okay. you ask for seller financing. Then whatever the down payment is, Okay, well, you factor, in, you factor in what your ROI would be with the seller financing. So say, okay. you know, that they're going to, let's just play with nice basic numbers. It's a $100,000 property. Mm-hmm. They're going to carry back 80%. So they're going to carry 80000 and you have to come in with 20000 mm-hmm. Okay? So now that, so on the 80000 I don't know, what, what would it rent for? So let's say just a normal 1%. So it rents for 1000 bucks. Um, so at 600 would be your net Six times twelve is what seventy two. So seven hundred mm-hmm. or seven thousand two hundred. You follow my math? Yeah. Okay. So seven thousand two hundred is your annual cash flow, mm-hmm. and so you divide seventy two hundred divided by the twenty thousand dollars you'd have to put down. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's a thirty six percent return right there. Totally. Right. right. Now, but the twenty thousand dollars is uh, I, I, I hit because that usually is out of my own pocket. Sure, right. Well, we're not going there. We're just figuring out the numbers right now. Okay. okay. All right. All right. I'm with you. All right. So you got the 36 percent, and that that would be interest only payment. If it was fully amortized, then you know it'd probably be a little less than that. So let's just round it down and say a nice even 30 percent. Okay. Okay. Now, who do you know? Maybe someone else in your administration that has money in their 401k, and last year it got four percent return. Would they be open to an eight percent return on twenty thousand dollars? Oh God. Because you're getting. Mm-hmm. You're getting 30% on that $20,000. So, of course, now that you have the property under contract, you have it, you have an agreed terms with the seller financing, you've got right. 30% return on that twenty grand. so now you know how much you can give, what type of return you can give to whoever gives you your $20,000 back. And then their property wow. or their, their money will actually be secured with a, a second trust deed against the property. So their money is more secure there than it is in the stock market, and they're getting a higher return. That is so true. It's so that's a, when you can explain like that to somebody, money actually is very easy to get. And once you pulled that off, Nicole, now you have an infinite return. Oh, my gosh. There's your and infinite you return. To do this? I mean, I just, I'm thinking through like my friends and family. I'm like, okay, who could I do this with? Because I really want to try this. Mm-hmm. And I think one huge thing you have an advantage of with um, – with your friends and family, your skeptics, your cynics, the people that think you're crazy. Well, hey, I got 11 properties right over here. I got, I have 12 units after next week. I only need eight more, and I get to retire if I want to. Yes. Thanks for saying that again. Right? <laughs> so you have proof. You are the real deal. They should trust their money more with you than they should with anybody else. So if wow. you have that mindset and you approach it and you explain it to them and you can educate them in that fashion, infinite returns mm-hmm. are very, very easy. 
And then would you then, if you were able to get that 20000 from a friend or a family member, would you then give them like a 10% return or 15% and you take the rest? I give them whatever they want as long as it's not over 30 and it doesn't put any stress <laughs> on me. Okay. Right? So what I would say, this is how I would do it. And I, I've raised over over a million dollars of cash before I even owned a property doing this exact same thing. I, once I had the deal under contract, I would ask them, hey, uh, Nicole, would you be open to an 8% return on your money? Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said no. Well, of course, but who's going to give you that? Well, you know, I've got a, a, I've got a, a situation that is probably going to pay that. Um, I don't have all the details yet, but... You know, if I did come up with that, how, how, what type of money would you have for that type of deal? Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, I don't know, for 8%, I could probably come up with 50 grand. Okay, cool. So I'm working on some things. Let me see what happens. And uh, if, if it comes through, would you like to get together for coffee and I can go over the details with you? Well, sure. Wow. Okay. Boom. So you know you can give them 8%. And if you can prove to them that you can give them 8%, right. you know you got $50,000 to work with. But you're not closing for anything right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you there's an education process that has to happen. So you got to work them through it. You got to massage it, okay? You're just doing this to help them along in the process. Okay. So a day or so later, you say, hey, I got something, that thing I was talking to you about, it's going to happen. Do you want to have coffee real quick? And I'll just show you how it works. Okay. Okay, and then you got coffee. And then you just explain everything I just explained to you. And then here's, the, here's how you'll seal the deal. You know what? I said that, uh, Nicole, I said I was going to be able to give you 8%. And, you know, I, that's actually inaccurate. I can give you 10% on this one. Right. Make yes. it better. Make it even better at the second meeting. I love it. Okay. And that's the strategy that I used over and over and over again. And all right. it takes now, once they agree to that, and you might have to go through a couple people before you get the first one accepted. But once you mm-hmm. get that first one accepted, your whole job is just to make sure that, they, that you never miss a payment to that person and they get their money back exactly when you told them they were going to get it back. And do you then just send them a check every month or deposit something in their account every month? You can do it that way, or you can set it up with a note servicing company who just takes care of all the accounting for you. Right, those ones follow up. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's and, not so simple. Why? I think I have a, a mental block. <laughs> it's extremely simple. It's extremely simple. And and what p- most people don't realize, and this is gonna, this number is going to increase very soon um, as the baby boomers start to retire, is that more than thirty percent of all the properties in the United States do not have a mortgage on them. Meaning, right? You said that. I've, I learned that from mm-hmm. you. So that means I learned that from you in a previous podcast. Perfect. So good student. <laughs> so there's a lot of opportunity out there. Remember when there was a lot of short sales and everyone was doing short sales because that's the low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. There was never thirty percent short sales in the in the in the country. So, so there's a, mm-hmm. there are thirty percent homes paid off free and clear. I think homes paid off free and clear is the low hanging fruit. Because now you get to deal directly with, if you market and you get to deal directly with the seller. Now you can craft all these types of uh, creative deals where you get seller financing and where you can help out your friends and your family, get, increase the returns on their money, and you get infinite returns. Okay. I love it. Wow. I got all excited I, I myself. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kid you not, Matt, when I say I just need to figure out how to do it once. Mm-hmm. So I, now I understand it intellectually. Mm-hmm. And I, I just need to figure out how to operationalize it. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I, I get it. 
I get it intellectually. Super. Super. <laughs> I think I should go and like list all my friends and family and think about who may be able to do this. <laughs> yes, because but I don't think it's hard to actually find the deal. No, and that's it's so much easier to get the money from your friends and family, your associates, when you actually have the deal under contract. Right. So when you come to the meeting at the Starbucks or the, the coffee bean, your place of choice, you actually mm-hmm. bring the contract with them, with you. Okay. And you okay. and you say, I got this deal. And then you bring out your numbers, and this is the pluses and minuses, just the way you figure out your your other properties, or your yeah, your other deals. Right, because it's the same. It's the exact it's same. same formula. And you just show them, and all of a sudden they go, aha, okay. So I get it. I'm down. I'm in. Okay. Okay? So, I think I should add this. I have 50 goals for the year. I know that sounds crazy, too. You have I what? I'm going to... I have a 50 goals for the year. 50 <laughs> goals. Okay. <laughs> Some of them are really like tasky, but it just it keeps me motivated. I think I'm going to add this to that. Perfect. I try to do this at least one time before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should. I, I, I think it's amazing. It's almost like you're creating cash out of nowhere. You are. And you do it once, and now all of a sudden you won't want to do it any other way. I would be totally hooked. Why not? <laughs> right? You know, and, and another thing, Nicole, once you, I mean, you've got seven properties Essentially, you only have three more loans left anyway. Oh, I know. yes, exactly. You're going to have to do it. Yes, or go commercial. R- right, right. But, I mean, you're essentially going to have to. I mean, if you want to get up to 20 units, you're going to have to figure out how to do it without a bank loan. Yes. Okay. Um, I've so, actually gotten to the point where I've gotten a seller to agree to seller financing. Mm-hmm. Um, the terms just were never favorable enough for me, and I was still going to have to use my cash mm-hmm. for the 20%. So I think that's the piece I was missing. Well, that's what you thought at the time, yeah. Yeah. You thought okay. you were going to have to use your cash. That piece of advice or wisdom is probably worth a million dollars, Matt. Oh, it's it's built a million-dollar portfolio for me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, it's priceless. Yes, absolutely. All right, so you have these, these seven properties. you got 11 units. Are you managing these yourself? No way on earth. No. No. <laughs> Why would it's, you say that? Why wouldn't you want to have control over, over your properties? Because I used to. When I just started, I managed them myself, and it was while working a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I, I was not doing a good job. My tenants were taking advantage of me. I was allowing them to do that because I was too busy. And I realized that it didn't. It wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have time. Mm-hmm. I wanted time. Like, I... I'm doing everything I'm doing right now to have time. Mm-hmm. And so my goal is to uh, have great property managers who get what they're doing, who have great te- great tenants, who provide me with updates weekly, every other week, electronically, and I only call if I see an issue. Um, I really want to have a, to maximize my time. Mm-hmm. And I realized that with my first five properties, I did not want to be a landlord. I would like to be an investor. Right, right. Um, that, and I, I feel really strongly about that. Mm-hmm. I have people asking me, when I purchase, people are like, oh, why don't you just manage it? No, no way. I cannot be convinced. Right, right. There's nothing, nothing feels better than having the income being generated and not even having to, like, um, screen a tenant, mm-hmm. you know, myself. That's awesome. And I, my income on my day job, I mean, to be honest, it's, I'd be working for a lower, a lower wage. Mm-hmm. If I were managing them myself. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. You're, you're brilliant. I'm sorry? <laughs> I said you're brilliant. I couldn't agree with you more. It's, I realized that. So I'm running around town. I'm trying mm-hmm. to go like, right, I can't. Right, right. It's, I mean, if you're, 
if you're not paying someone 10% to manage your property, 10% of the rent collected, what it might be, what, 100 bucks a month? That means right. you're working for 100 bucks. Exactly. You know? Absolutely no sense. No they, sense. I said I was, I, I, it was a no-brainer for me. After I, I got burnt out on trying to be a landlord, <laughs> effectively, mm-hmm. I was like, this is a no, there's no way. Right, right. I, you know, um, yeah, since I, I don't, I would like to scale what I'm doing, and in order to scale that, I have to, I know I have to have great systems and great people, and again, that's something else I learned from you. Mm-hmm. But I was doing that even before I started listening to your show, mm-hmm. um, because I, I value my time. I, I love what I do now. I will not be doing it forever. Um, I have a few years left in me, and um, I'm already getting excited about the prospect of figuring out my next chapter. Very, it's very, I'm more driven now. My friends, again, think I'm crazy because I, I feel like I can't sleep. I'm reading a book a week. I'm always up and about figuring something out. It is extremely exciting to feel like I'm in control of my life. Mm-hmm. That is novel. That has not always been the case. Right. Um, and I think once someone gets to that point, it's hard to to not be this motivated. Because it's like, this is actually possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very exciting. I really um, I have a hard time sleeping because there's so much. I'm in love with podcasts. I'm like, I would have been here before if I had this content. Where were you, Matt? <laughs> I Where know. were you five years ago? I know. I was trying to figure it out myself five years ago. <laughs> but uh, um, super. It's, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Yeah. And I can hear it in, in your voice, and you've been an absolute pleasure to talk to. Well, looking back. Um, now that you've got the seven properties and you're going to have eight properties and 12 units next week, um, what has been the, the biggest surprise to you? Hmm. The biggest surprise? I would say that more people aren't doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's almost as if I have this secret that I invest in real estate. My friends don't seem to know or care. I could try to bring it up. My family members don't really care. I mean, I have a day job. I help kids. I help leaders. It's, I feel like it's something that's so critical. It's a really amazing way to get your life back. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised people aren't, like, asking questions. Like, why are you buying all these houses? Mm-hmm. What is it doing for you? Like, people don't seem that interested. Mm-hmm. That amazes me. It does, doesn't it? It amazes I mean, I... Um, just to be totally transparent, like my whole family struggles financially. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um, my friends do. Mm-hmm. I think people embrace their situations and see like there's not a way out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've always read a lot. I've always been an extremely curious person. And I believe there's a way out. There are several ways out, but. When I think back to my the gathering with my girlfriends last weekend, they were just like, why talk about finances? It's boring. Or I already know I'm not willing to work hard enough to, to figure it out. Right. And I think it's fun. Call me crazy. This right. is the best board game out there. <laughs> well, freedom is fun. <laughs> right? I, I love your answer. You're surprised more people don't do it. And quite honestly, I, I couldn't have come up with a better answer. And And I agree with you. I can't believe more people just don't do it. And the more people that I interview, and I've made it a practice of, of interviewing more and more of the Epic Pro Academy members, because I like to find out looking back, you know, what what was the big hurdle? And the other, almost unanimously across the board is, 
it just wasn't that difficult. I can't believe I waited so long. And you're here yeah. saying, I'm surprised more people don't do it. So that's awesome. And I, I know you've made a huge contribution to a lot of people listening today because a lot of people are there just waiting to hear someone like themselves who have done it and have succeeded. And uh, you've been an amazing example. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. And thank you so much for all that you're doing. I'm not even sure that you're aware of how much you've helped me. Mm. And as a result, you will indirectly help a lot of people um, because I have a lot to share. <laughs> right, right. Um, and so I really appreciate you. You're doing awesome, awesome work. And just thank you for your contribution. Thank you so I'm much. I'm definitely a fan. Thank you so much. You know, I, I don't know if you want to do this or not. It's okay to say no, but if anyone listening wanted to contact you for the sake of creating a professional connection, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, sure. Um, my email address, which, should I give that to you now? Sure. It's um, Brian Nicole, so B-R-Y-A-N-N-I-C-O-L-E, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 128, mm-hmm. at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Perfect. Perfect. You know, almost everybody that's been on the show that's uh, shared their story with me has made uh, an impactful relationship out of their appearance here. So I just hope that continues because uh, you're an awesome person. I love what you do during the day, and I love how you're so motivated and you take action. And you're just an example. And keep doing what you're doing, and you'll impact many lives as well. Thank you. You that's bet. That's the goal. <laughs> exactly. It's the goal. I love it. Is it's goal number 48, 49, number two? Which one is it? <laughs> it's actually on, it's there. It's on my list of 50. I have actual numerical criteria for how many people I'd like to impact in which way. I love it. Kind I love of, it. Well, it's just, hey, why not? We're all here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being so giving with your experience. And uh, stay in touch. My line is always open to you. I want to help you any way that I can. And, and let's create some more stories and come back and share again. Sound good? Sounds awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. You bet, Nicole. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so that's it for today. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.